Viewer discretion is advised. Your fave will be criticized. That's Chris. That's Jan. And welcome to CCTV, the nonstop pop show. And today we will be discussing Stacy and what has happened to their sound. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Looking for an awesome global pop music podcast? Chris and I have the inside scoop with extensive experience performing on stage and working at record labels. We review and deep dive into your favorite artists' songs and careers and also interview music industry heavy hitters, including artists, producers, choreographers, and everything in between. So come join us on Patreon at patreon.com slash cctvpops and become a part of our amazing crew, including Lisette, Lily, Emily, Kevin, and Juliet. Or you can just subscribe right now and join us as we explore the world of pop music together. Mm-hmm. And on today's episode, we will take a look at Stacy's sound so far and how it's developed, what decisions were made creatively and strategically, and how this has affected their success so far, and also how it may affect their success moving forward as well. So mm-hmm. do we like their sonic progression? Do the fans like the sonic progression? Right. Let's discuss what happened to Stacy. Okay, so... Before we get started, we're going to just talk about if we like Stacey or not, because I think it's important to establish whether or not we're fans or if we listen to the music, because we are fans. If you are new to the show, we cover global pop, so Western pop, K-pop, and we have discussed Stacey before on our episode of Pop Off, where we put them against Espa and who else? Five. Espa. (laughs) (laughs) Not me forgetting. I'm so sorry. But yes, I was... We have a lot of episodes. It's fine. But you should definitely go through them. We have done some really fun ones. But yes, you are correct. We have talked about Stacey before. I am a big fan of Stacey's first few releases. I think when they first launched, I was immediately um, intrigued Mm -hmm. and have kind of kept an eye on them this whole time. And they kind of came out before this more recent wave of new girl groups that has kind of taken over. So um, there was a lot of attention on them at the beginning. Yes. They were like a Vidco group, actually. They were a Vidco group. They came out right in the middle. And I think what they did for K-pop at the time was kind of what New Jeans is doing. Uh, They had a sound that we were familiar with as K-pop fans, but it was still really fresh. And I think because they had Black Eyed Pilsung, their producer, their duo producers, um, as their, I guess, their their. the creator it has a, the stakes were higher and then the sound quality was just there already yeah. so they didn't they didn't have to like a and r for like randos from like california or something or have like a song camp you know they had it in-house so let's go back to the beginning so stacy which was formerly known as high up girls is a six-member girl group under high up entertainment which is a label as you mentioned founded by the hit makers black eyed pilsung who are known for their songs well, lots of songs, but including <laughs> Touch My Body by Sistar, Fancy by Twice, and I'm So Sick by A-Pink. And they debuted on November 12th, 2020 with their first single album, Star to a Young Culture, which is the spelling of their name, Stacy. And I did not know that before today's episode. It's so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> we love research, yes. Yeah, love it. 
So the group's sound and concept is described as quotes teen fresh. And Black Eyed Pilsung's goal is to highlight the group's unique individual vocal colors. And so today, as you mentioned, we're going to take a little dive into their discography so far and just discuss whether or not their sound is as fresh as they intended. Oh. All right, so let's get right into it with the first single, So Bad. And on the Gaion chart, which is now known as Circle Chart, um, it peaked at 159, mm-hmm. which is, okay, not great, right? But they actually achieved their first win on a music show with this song. So, mm-hmm. again, it's awesome. So, so that was released, and the album was released at the same time, selling over 4,000 copies on its first day, and it went to sell more than 10,000 copies in its first week, becoming the first debut album by a girl group in 2020 to do so. Nice. And... Yeah, that's great, right? So, again, the stakes were high. It was, and, yeah, the Gaon chart or the Circle chart doesn't mean everything, not right. even close. Like, there are so many K-pop songs that don't do well on that chart, but do well in pretty much every other metric. So, right. um, and, yeah, it's very rare that a debut song goes super high, I think, unless yeah. you've had a lot of, um, you know, if you're from a TV show or if you're from mm-hmm. one a giant label or something. So, no, they right. did pretty well, I think, with the first single. I think so, too. And this concept and the sound for this first song was bright. It had cheerful visuals with a hint of edginess and attitude. And that's what set them apart at the time, right? Um, Their music video features members in chic fashion surrounded by sparkle, pink, and lots of emojis. And the concept could be considered girl crush, but it's not brassy and in your face, a la Kill This Love by Blackpink or So Wet by Luna. It's elevated fashion and glittery while singing sweetly about love. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. So I love So Bad. As I mentioned, like for the first time I heard it, I was very impressed. It was still pandemic time. So I was just sitting at home waiting for new releases. So that was good timing as well. (laughs) Um, But, you know, I think it balances youth and maturity really well. Right. Mm -hmm. There's an innocence to the lyrics. They're they're very young girls. Um, And that innocence, though, does contribute to the overall vibe, but what they're talking about and and everything about it can mm-hmm. still be related to by someone like me who's like over 10 years older than them, right? Right, right. There's a depth there. There's a slight sophistication there. Mm-hmm. And an older girl group could sing this song and it would still work. Oh, yeah, totally. I yeah. think it was so funny when I heard this song. I was like, I told a friend, oh, I can totally see A Pink doing this. And she's like, oh, what? And I'm like, it's not that far fetched. Yeah. Was- because a pink's producer for like their last like three big one big songs was black eyed pill song mm-hmm. i'm so sick dum da dum and then not 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 dilemma to my knowledge but the last two songs excuse me so i could hear them doing it. it's a lot more brighter but they could deliver this kind of energy the 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 production of it was as you said sophisticated it wasn't like it was yeah there's nothing super cute or high about it like even that first verse it starts off very low actually yes because they have those low and that's another thing i set them apart everyone's going super high this group has two members who sit in that kind of sort of alto high mezzo soprano section and it's appreciated that seeing no sue men excuse me and jay right and honestly i think it's great to have that to have as you say the as they mentioned the unique vocal colors you can hear it and you can see it <laughs> all yep. these air quotes right um and i think 
this concept, it's interesting because you get the visuals that are quote unquote girl crush, but the song is not that. It's yeah. giving me a pink. It's giving me twice. It's giving me um oh my girl once they finally got like outside of like the dresses in the in the water. You know what I'm saying? It's giving girl pop. But I guess people were thinking girl crush because of the styling, like eh, mm. I guess. But sonically, it's not. It's high teen, maybe nothing too intense. And in the video, it was just super stylish. Like yes. honestly, like they sang about love that they wanted so badly, mm-hmm. and I think that's great. And as they continue throughout their career, you can definitely hear that they were supposed to be kind of like the voice of the young people, a la Little Mama. You know, you know the- <laughs> <laughs> wow, Little Mama. I haven't thought about her in a while. Um, but yeah, the yeah, young yeah, culture. Yeah. They're the totally. voice of the young culture. And that's what it's, growing up, figuring out what life is about. So those following singles that came afterwards made sense. Yes. Know? I mean, I think it's interesting, right? Like we're talking about kind of the more kind of maturity of the songs, <laughs> despite kind of them representing this younger generation. So like, right. who do you feel was their target audience? Because I think for me, from what mm-hmm. I remember at the time, I think because they were Black Eyed Pilsung's new yeah. group, a lot mm-hmm. of Twice fans, a lot yep. of older kind of K-pop girl group fans were very aware of this release and excited mm-hmm. about it because it was them. Yeah. And so it's kind of interesting because like, is their target audience kids and tweens? Like, is it young yeah. teenagers? Is it the older teenagers? Is it older fans like us? Yes. You know, like, it's interesting. Like, what do you think what they were going for? It's tough, man, because they came into the part of, of, of music where no one knows what the heck anything was going to happen, right? So you just put songs out, right? Put, put whatever we got out. And like what you said, you take that into consideration, it's tough to kind of pinpoint it. But thinking about them being the young culture, they were definitely meant for Gen Z. Yeah. That like, uh, I want to say like maybe 12. Because I have a student that knows Stacy. Oh, she's like, oh my, Stacy, Stacy. She loves them. She's 12 something, 12 years old. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think they are meant for the tween age group, but they might stop at a 20 something year old. If the older fans happen to like it, then good. But I definitely think they want to attract younger, especially with the styling, the whole like apocalyptic chaos in the back within Silas clothes of like girl crush in the front. You know what I'm saying? And all. The, yeah. So I think yeah. visually speaking, younger, mm-hmm. sonically speaking, it could gravitate and grab the older fans, much like yes. what New Jeans is doing now. So exactly. A bit of both, but I think the main focus is younger for sure. Yes. And we'll definitely talk about that. But like we mentioned, the girl group market has yeah. gotten a lot crazier and busier and more saturated since yeah. they've debuted. So it's kind of interesting now kind of evaluating them in that context. Like how, mm. and yes, I know a lot of K-pop fans like, you should never compare, but we have to. you have to compare. We so have to. we'll get yeah. into that a little bit more later because let's discuss some of the next singles that came around. Be- when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Because they got way more successful with each song that came out for the next couple, right? We had ASAP, which is from the Stadium single album, and that peaked at number nine on the circle chart. Then we had Stereotype, which came out in 2021, and that one peaked at number 27. 
Then you have Run to You from the younglove.com EP. And that one peaked at number four. So that was the highest at that point of their title tracks. So Um, right. So yeah, what did you think of these next couple singles and what was kind of the sound and concept of those? Well, I mean, being the voice of the young people of Korea or the young culture, <laughs> um, Stacey definitely did what they said they were going, they set out to do. I think with the next single, though, with ASAP, that one was surprising to me because I was so, I harped in on so bad. I was like, I want that. And it was a departure from the edgy visual that we got, that sparkle, that glamorous image that we got. We got sweet we had you know almost like comic book like sets and pink hair and you know like fx haircuts from like second gen so again the visuals are leaning toward attracting both older fans and younger fans yeah but sonically speaking sound like it belongs with the younger fan fandom so Mm -hmm. it's so interesting because i remember um one of the girls had like a cut from like crystal's fx hair (laughs) yeah you know so yeah it's interesting the song is very reminiscent of twice like early twice without being too sugary and then I think that's why I kind of was like, what's happening? Because it was a little bit jarring. I'm like, what is this? But it showed a different side of them without being too cheesy. Exactly. You know? Yes. Again, I think it balanced kind of the young and mature really, really well. There was still a, not a darkness to it, but there was. Spunky. Yeah, spunk maybe. Yeah, just uh, something to it that kind of kept it from being like cotton candy. Yeah. 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 Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. I think I think just some switch salts. Up, <laughs> a little bit of just a little bit of saltiness in it. Yeah, nothing too sugary like that's funny. We, and then right after that we get stereotype, which is a little bit more cooler yeah. in terms of like the subject matter. And I read somewhere that was a read somewhere listen, the, the fandoms were, were, were brewing up some rumors. But this was maybe possibly meant for a pink. And being that black eyed pill song had produced for them in the past. There were some rumors that dr- kind of stirred up. You know, you had some members singing it during a V Live, the babe, the babe, the babe mm. at part. So the the subject matter is a little bit more mature because it's like, hey, I'm a cool woman. I'm a very beautiful young girl. People look at me, but do not judge me based on that. Again, very a la with you think about like the OMG video or like the, the Ditto video, excuse me, um, where it's like, hey, listen, I'm an idol but please don't view me this way. And I think this song was praised for its ability to convey that kind of message of self-empowering, but kind of trying to break free from like the societal expectations and stereotypes. Mm-hmm. And then you had Run To You, who visually looks like so bad. And then maybe even like lyrically, sonically, it still kept kind of cuteness, but it went back to that whole we're tough, cool girls on motorcycles, blah, 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 still navigating life as young ladies but still maintain the edginess. And I think all three of these songs still had an edge, had a spunk, had a fight. Yes. Had something that made it stand out from your typical, like, girl group cute and from your in-your-face girl crush. So yes. what are your thoughts about? Yeah, well, I think if we go back to them calling them teen crush, yeah. right? The teens, while that's only 10 years, or I guess less than 10 years of your life, that's like an extremely important part of like your development, right? So yes, that can yeah. mean a lot of things. Do they mean late teen when you're almost done with puberty and you're becoming more mature <laughs> in every aspect of your life and personality and you're experiencing more adult feelings and stuff, which is what a lot of these lyrics are, mm-hmm. right? 
Yeah. Um, that's what these feel like. And mm-hmm. so um, in terms of that, these songs are perfect lyrically and sonically. They do feel kind of like that stage of your life. Like you're still yeah. young, you're kind of innocent, a little naive, but you're yeah. starting to experience all these new things and feelings. Yeah. Yeah. So while they're all quite bright, there is that sophistication there, like I mentioned, that keeps it Mm -hmm. from being too juvenile. And I think that's why it has that appeal that can transcend past kind of that that age group when it comes to fans. Yes. Yes. I think I think they were able to toe the line well on that or it wasn't like, oh, my God, what is this? Like before we started filming, I was talking to you about the girls generations. Oh. Nothing about that song gives mature. It's just very, oh, 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 sarangi, sarangi. A lot of oppa. I can't say that I've heard the girls say oppa or like sarangi in their song. Like nothing was explicitly like, yeah. oppa this and oppa that. And like, you know what I'm saying? So that's another thing that sets them apart. They're not like, stop it, oppa. It's just like, listen, I need you to respect me. I need you to, I'm a, I'm a young lady. Even on their B-sides, they express this kind of mentality of still trying to figure out how life is as adolescence is happening to them and them reacting to it. And I think that self-awareness is what really made things stand out. And again, it's still not girl crush. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people keep mistaking girl crush aesthetic with like the sound because run to you. This because they're wearing like chic clothes doesn't mean it's girl crush. But a lot of people keep trying to make that distinction. And it's just like, not that I wouldn't go so far to say that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on your take on their sound, um, they decided to go in a different direction, you know, and they released a song called Beautiful Monster from their We Need Love project. And this actually peaked at number 44 on the chart. So could this be a sign of a decline or mm. just, hey, we weren't ready for this switch up in the sound? Yeah. So Beautiful Monster is an acoustic meets brassy EDM song about a toxic relationship. Mm. And it was recognized for its like boho chic styling in the video and, and mm. the promo and everything. But I think it was very clear that mm. the reactions and the feedback was very oh, yeah. split. Um I remember reading the initial reactions of it and it was mm. kind of mixed from the fans for sure. And Uh-oh. I agree. Um, mm. I actually enjoy the production of it and I like the melodies of the verses. Yeah. But there's something about that chorus that is just not it. It doesn't hit the way it's mm. supposed to. The yeah. melody has a nice kind of solemnness to it. But for some reason, I don't like the melody. I can't pinpoint exactly why I don't like the melody, but like I don't want to sing along to it. I don't really get any joy out of singing along with it. I don't know. Like, like, I don't want to participate. Yeah, and also the chorus is very high as well, so it gets a little shrill, and it's very auto-tuned as well, especially in that chorus. Like, when Jay sings it in the bridge in the octave lower, it sounds nicer. Um, But yeah, it's interesting listening to this song because I just kind of went through all their title tracks in a row a couple times Mm -hmm. prepping Mm -hmm. for this, and there's definitely a sonic shift, right? It's a Mm -hmm. tad darker. um, Yeah. And yeah, but I think I, I do kind of put it all down, though, to the chorus. I don't think the chorus is good. Yeah, I think yeah. I think it's tough. Um, if you are new here, I am a recording artist. So I like to write I like I write music here. And I don't think I would have gone this way with the chorus. Like I get like with choruses, they're supposed to elevate the track. But I feel like, again, like you said, it was way too high. I feel like the melody itself. No, 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 no. 
na 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 okay it's nothing special yeah i run to you like this there was nothing about this that was like bam this is our statement beautiful monster is wordy to say and for you to i felt like it was forced in there yes i know beautiful monster you don't have to say it every single time you know what i'm saying like and even stereotype, that's the English translation. They don't ever say stereotype. They say it in Korean. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, I think words matter. And I think because there's so... No offense to Black Eyed Pills song, but they weren't the only pe- person people that wrote on it. It was Flight, F-L-Y-T as well. Um, so whatever direction they decide to go in, if you listen to the chorus, it gets heavier too because there's like a brassy like... Bwah, bwah. Like, why is that happening? It's a very cheap sounding kind of like brass sound mm. um, that also cheapens it. And for me, for me, it sounded, it started to kind of sound like a, a rejection, a rejected B-side from like an early Blackpink mm. um, album. The acoustic EDM thing. Like, I'm not saying that they, they, they're the queens of it, but they've done it so often and they've done it in ways that I'm like, okay, that's the YG sound. This kind of sounds like a YG, not even Blackpink, just YG reject. Um, and then, just thinking about the, the the tracks on the album itself, like it was like I like it, I like it, and then love. Mm-hmm. Love was strong, good. Then the like it, but then beautiful monster was stronger than both of them. And then you had a remix of Run to You. Yeah. So it just, I feel like it was a very low effort album, and I feel like the reason I don't like it is because it just feels like mildly faceless. Mm. Aside from like them saying they're having a hard time with the lover somebody sitting there hurting and healing you that does not tie in for me what you've been talking about what you've been talking about in your other projects where you're still very confident what's going on this one Mm. is taking a different it's almost too vulnerable interesting you know so i'm just like yeah they didn't really catch me here (laughs) yeah yeah they tried they tried well so in november of 2022 stacy released their first japanese single and it's called Poppy, and it's a cute and vibrant song with a catchy chorus, and it's delivered in a cool voice to offset some of the more higher pitches in yeah. the verses. And they did eventually release the Korean version on the Teddy Bear album, and it peaked at number 19 on the uh-huh. Circle chart. So it did quite well uh, in Korea. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. I mean, to give some context first with just the Japanese uh, market, they're yes. known for liking the cuter stuff. Um, so it makes sense, I, I guess, that they would have, you know, Siyun, I think, is the one who starts the track off with a pretty high verse. Yeah. Um, and yeah. yeah, there's definitely still that sophistication there to balance it, mm-hmm. but it definitely is a little cuter overall. Yeah. I I, I like this song. I think it was yeah. cute. Um, yeah. It's, it's catchy. The whole puppy, 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 mm-hmm. puppy. And I think this was cuter than Beautiful Monster. Like, Beautiful Monster for some people, I think some people really do like. Um, and I can understand why you would like it, but I can I hope you understand why we don't like it either. Um, with Poppy, I think this was almost a little too cute for some people, where it's just like, girl, what you doing? Talking about some poppy, poppy, love, love. And then the hands were very much on the nose. But I yeah, loved yeah, it. Yeah. It was cute. Um, and I think because they took that whole, like, puppy, puppy, pup, puppy, that breathiness. Yes. That is what saved it. Because the verses, they're strong. The rap parts are yes. strong. The br- Listen, Black Eyed Pills song can write a dang song. We got that. But what do people listen to? It's that chorus. And would you want to hear Beautiful Monster or 
puppy, puppy, pup, puppy. And that's for me what kind of made me feel like, okay, I'll come back to Stacy a little bit. I got some yes. hope for them, you know? Yes. And okay. you're right. If they had sung it high and nasally, Poppy, poppy. You know, if Ooh. they had done it completely differently like that, yeah. it would have taken away that whole extra dimension. And yeah. so, again, with the way them doing it, this kind of like low breathy way, mm-hmm. again, an older girl group could pull this song off. Like it oh, doesn't totally. it doesn't feel so juvenile. Yes. Right. That it's yeah. for a little kid. So I think, again, this is a good representation of that balance. Yeah, and I, and and also visually, we haven't we didn't talk about the uh, the visuals with the uh, completely with beautiful monster because it was very like yeah, again nah. low effort like <laughs> green not screen like, yeah, yeah, and not yeah. at all green screen or like CGI characters that you already didn't stay stereotype. With this one, the whole thing was like this virtual situation. They were they were positioned on uh, like animal cat motels. It was cute, right? But. But but even though it was super cute, it was still youthful and they were styled in this very chic way, black and white. If there were colors or like Zoom in had this giant cat bag and and I think in the Korean version, like it was like you could tell really cutesy, but then really chic. You Mm -hmm. had the balance. And I can't quite say that the balance of Poppy's sound and visuals were translated into their next single, Teddy Bear. Teddy Bear was their most recent single. The the reason, one of the reasons why we're having this discussion that we're, that we're having right now, because just even as like mild fans, peripheral fans, we enjoy their music. We want to know what's going on and what what kind of trajectory are you going in? Are you considering the fans from the West or are you considering the fans in Korea, right? Mm. Um, and with Teddy Bear, it's a song about being young and attempting to figure out how life goes. And it's reminiscent of early twice or even peak. Katy Perry. And we actually did talk about it during our Is It Bopping episode from February. So definitely go check that out. It was a fun discussion for sure. Yes. So Teddy Bear, as of recording, uh, it is currently at number four on Mm. the circle chart. So it is doing very, very well in Korea. Much better in kind of every number you can look at compared to Beautiful Monsters. So definitely there are people up for Teddy Bear. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, as a song... It's about being young and attempting to figure out life as it goes. And it's very one-dimensional, I think, compared Mm. to the other songs. You know, we've been talking about this balance this whole time with the sophistication versus the youth and the naivety, right? And that sophistication is completely gone with this song. I mentioned Teen Fresh and how that's a very wide range and how a lot of those older songs were more, you know, older teen fresh this is like closer to tween fresh you know Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i don't think the song is necessarily bad as we mentioned in the is it boppin review i enjoy the verses but for me the chorus is just so juvenile it's just not for me i'm not the audience for this um (laughs) and listening to all their singles in succession Mm -hmm. this feels like it should have been a single released a couple years before so bad <laughs> just in terms of just yes. sonic progression like it just doesn't make sense given yeah. everything we've heard yeah. so far but as i mentioned the song has become kind of a bit of a sleeper hit in korea i think when it first came out it didn't really do anything and then just these past couple weeks it's now shooting up um so is it these old fans that have come around to it or is it new fans that are coming in because of this song like 
but are these new fans liking the older singles? Or are they liking Ooh. just this new kind of cuter uh-huh. thing that they're going for? So it goes back to the discussion of their target audience. Like, yeah, I've been watching a lot of the performances for all of these singles. Mm-hmm. And of course, we love fan chants in K-pop. And yes. for a lot of the first singles, it's a lot of young girls. You hear a lot of young female voices yeah, huh? with teddy bear. Mm-hmm. Those voices yeah. are now very low. Well, can I tell you, I think we had watched Teddy Bear at your house. And I was like, listen to them. Listen to them. I was like, what's <laughs> happening? And it's not a bad thing to have men cheer for you. I love when a good man cheers. But think about it. The past several singles have been very much, I'm a lady, treat me right. I feel this way about love. I want to figure this out. I run to you when things are bad. Now suddenly, I'm so cute. La la la. Teddy bear. Ooh. Purse lips. The teddy. Mm. And suddenly, the voices have gotten so much deeper. I don't even think they can hit the notes that the girls are singing. Before, <laughs> before you could probably get that, you know, because the fans were young. There's nothing wrong with men liking music, but then you got these uncle fans and then you're and you start to wonder, is it now going to become a thing where we make music to get the uncle fans? Because you know who will spend some money? A man who loves a good girl group. OK. I mean, look at twice. They have a mixed mixed batch of fans. I yeah. totally. But if you go to a concert out here, you know who's barking? The boys and the girls, but mostly the boys. All right. So it's one of those things where it's like. It's a lot of gays, though, <laughs> over here. You know, it's okay. It's, out here, okay, out here is different. Yeah, out here is different. Out here is different. But I've seen some. Okay, I've seen some straight boys. I've been to the red. No, no, no. Yes, there are straight men too. But I'm just, just I'm demographically crying. from what I've observed, it's, it's a, it's a good mix there. It is yeah. a good mix. But out there, I don't know. It, it, it has the same, same kind of just like, oh, it's just the gays going for the girls. It's different because then if they're getting all this love for this one cutesy song. This would possibly influence their next singles, mm. their next releases. And it's one of those things where it's just like, do you keep appealing to this, your market, like in Korea? Or do you try to branch out and keep going for the West? It's a, it's a tough thing. It's very tough because they can be successful with this kind of thing. But a lot of people are jumping off the, tr- j- jumping off the train now. The, the, the Stacey train is it has is slowing down a little bit, but is it slowing down in terms of Western fans or K-pop fans? And mm-hmm. I again, it just it just bothers me because you get these marketing and 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 weird kind of promos. Like the promo pictures for this release for Teddy Bear, very low effort. Even when they tried to like promo it on like with reels and TikTok, it was a bunch of little kids for a listening party singing mm-hmm. it. And a day before the release, you do this JYP style full chorus or post-chorus like teaser without the context of the song that's actually pretty freaking decent up until that post hook. Yeah. So I'm just like, are you going to keep doing this cutesy stuff? And I get that the members are young. Like the youngest member was Jay and she was like 14, 15 when they debuted. It's been like two years. She's like 16 now, right? They're getting older. Do you continue to do this or do you like go back to not so bad, but like, yeah, I do wonder what they... I guess we could out, kind of just talk about moving forward. What are they going to do? Yeah. I do wonder how they feel about it. Mm-hmm. I will say, I don't know if I'm just reading too much into it, but some of them definitely look more comfortable doing this concept than others. Some of them <laughs> yeah. don't really yeah. commit to the cutesiness as much as the others. <laughs> so it's interesting. Right. Just I'm, I'm curious if they enjoy the cutesy thing. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, you know, I think when we were first discussing talking about this episode, you mentioned a comparison to Itzy sneakers. Yeah. And that was kind of similar. Like Itzy was kind of on this trajectory of kind of becoming a little more mature. And then they released sneakers, which is so juvenile. And (laughs) right. But it was a huge hit for them. Yeah. And then they released Cheshire Mm -hmm. afterwards. Yep. Which I loved. But it didn't do very well in comparison. Even though it's a bit more mature and more representative of where they were going in the first place. Yeah. So I wonder if the same thing would happen here. Like these new fans, as I mentioned, and and you were talking about these new fans gained from Teddy Bear. Mm -hmm. Will they still be there if they return to kind of the older sound and kind of the trajectory they were going for? Yeah. Um, Because, yeah, Yeah. I think for them, this this release really kind of threw me off because it Mm -hmm. kind of unsolidified their sonic identity a little bit. I right. think when you have a dedicated producer, it's kind of easy to establish a, a kind of lane. And this yes. kind of threw them off. And mm-hmm. as I mentioned, the, K- the K-pop girl group space is so busy and the standard is so high. Like since they've debuted, mm-hmm. we have New Jeans, we have Le Seraphim, Ive, and Espa all coming back in May yeah. later this year. We have Purple Kiss that's blowing up. We have mm-hmm. Enmix that's hopefully going to do stuff that's better than they've done so far. And... <laughs> You know, as I had said, some say there's room for everyone. And while there are in some ways, and there are a lot of opportunities, look, charts, award shows, the fans, they don't have infinite money to spend here. They have finite money and they're going to make choices here. They're going to have to choose favorites. And Stacey, it already kind of feels like that they're kind of losing Losing um, their rank. Yeah. 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 Because you have girl groups now that are presenting youth, but not in this way that is really like pink fuchsia. But then again, there's a lot of, there's not a lot of girl groups who are doing this. So there is a way to capitalize because Twice has long since abandoned this whole like knock, knock, knock on my door, teddy bear kind of thing. So they could do it. There's a way to do it. I mean, Likey, that was Black Eyed Pillsong, right? You can do it, but this, again, you're using children as your promo, like literal children as part of your promotion. That should say enough for you. Regardless of not, regardless of whether or not you like this song or not, that should tell you why people don't like it, though. Like, anyone mm. can like a K-pop song. Anyone can like a K-pop song. Teddy Bear, is it catchy and it's just stuck in your head, or is it actually sonically good? Mm-hmm. And I think I think some, some K-pop fans kind of get mixed up with that. Like, you can be a fan and be like, yo, that was terrible. I have a couple of EXO songs that I feel like, wow, Monster X songs. I'm like, don't do that ever again. I have no problem saying oh, that, yeah. you know? So it's one of those things where I'm just like, when you have like Triple S giving you youthful, but it's not hip hop. Their style is hip hop, but it's not hip hop. You have New Jeans who are doing hip hop from like Baltimore, from, from the UK. <laughs> you can tell it's hip hop, right? But it's K-pop still, and it's still youthful. They have to figure out how to do the cute stuff while maintaining these old men, <laughs> but also making sure that they don't get lost in that girl group sauce because they could easily get lost. Just because they have producer privilege doesn't mean anything anymore. The game has been flipped on its head. We don't mm-hmm. know what's going to happen. And, you know, sh- some of these girl groups are out for blood, not literal blood, but their companies are. Oh, <laughs> their yeah. companies are. Like you said, money is finite. So if you want to spend it all on company A or B as opposed to high up, because of a teddy bear then but again again korean fans seem to like it i get that but i don't yeah. know how they can maintain the 
that kind of thing. I mean, oh, like, oh, my girl had the cutesy thing going for a while and then they released nonstop. Then they released Dolphin. Then they, you know what I'm saying? So after a while, that cute stuff got to go. And I'm trying to figure out when it's going to be like the, the threshold for the cute. That's my thing. I just feel like they can do better. They've done it before. ASAP is cute. You guys can do it. Just not so cheesy. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I'm very, very curious what they're going to do next. And I'm also curious how well Teddy oh. Bear will eventually do because it's kind of interesting how it's yeah. kind of blowing up right now. So this legacy. Yeah, I want to know hmm. legacy for sure. So yes, um, Swiss or non-Swiss, what do you think about Stacy and their sonic progression? Um, please keep the comments kind. I mean, even if you don't, we're not going to read the nasty ones. <laughs> You're not going to bully us on our platform. Um, but yeah, let's let's have an open discussion about it. What do you think? What do you hope for? Tell us why you like Beautiful Monster and Teddy Bear. Give us something to look for. Because we, just, we just don't get it. Um, but yeah, if you do want to leave a comment, definitely do so. And also, you can hang out with us and the crew on Patreon to get priority choice on our next episode topics. And please comment below or message us at CCTV Pops on all social media. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and turn on those notifications for our YouTube channel. And if you're enjoying the show on a podcast platform, please give us a follow, rating, and a review. And until next time, that's Chris. That's Shan. And we are CCTV, the nonstop pop show. This is the Stacey sign. It's cool. Uh oh. I was like, oh. Yeah, we're. <laughs> <laughs>